0: My Life, by J.R. Green, the story of a 12-year-old girl, told by a 12-year-old girl, copyright 1958. California, here I come. The year I was with Mr. Negrelli was the year I went to California. It was at Easter time. I guess a child always has a desire to go to California to see the movie Stars, It had always been a dream to me, but this dream was about to become a reality. It all started one day when my father decided he could get away for Easter. My mother and father were debating about where to go. Why don't we go to California, I said. California, my mother and father both said. Yes, why not, I continued. We both looked at each other. I could see the maybe in their eyes. As my father always says, I'll have to think about it. There was more debating on the subject until the happy day arrived. I think it was one of the happiest days of my life. I can remember when we got to the airport. I took my Dramamine pill bravely. And after much confusion between comics and candy, my parents and I were finally on the plane. Oh, it was a wonderful ride, just sailing along in the air. It was the first time I'd ever been on a plane, so I was quite excited. When we arrived at the Los Angeles airport, Irene and Jean Mazer, good friends of my parents, were waiting for us. We got in their car, and then we were off to the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills. The room was beautiful. The two sofas changed to beds, and we had a beautiful terrace overlooking the swimming pool. I went swimming in the pool one morning, and my parents were watching, looking down at me from the terrace. When I dived off the board, my mother almost fainted because it looked so dangerous from where she saw it. A few days later, I went to Disneyland with my mother and the Mazer's daughter, Debbie. Debbie was four and quite a devil. Somehow I had a way with her, so we always got along very well. When we arrived at Disneyland, a beautiful sight was set before my eyes. I could see the castle in Fantasyland and the rocket in Tomorrowland. We bought our tickets and went inside. We walked along the streets looking at the old-fashioned stores. It seemed just like a dream as I walked on. We went then to Fantasyland. Our first ride was on the Mad Hatter's teacup. It spun round and round until we were quite dizzy. My next ride was on the Spin Rocket, and then the lifts high in the air, which rode you over all of Disneyland. Oh, there were many more rides and sights I could tell you about, but just one more that I liked the best. It was the one in Tomorrowland. They had little cars that went about 20 miles an hour. They were really like regular cars. You would steer it yourself and push down on the pedal, and off you would zoom down the miniature highways. It ended all too soon, and we had to go back to the hotel, where I threw up. While in Los Angeles, we went to Romanoff's, a restaurant for lunch, where all the movie stars go. Sitting in the next booth to me was Gary Cooper, a well-known star who usually plays in cowboy pictures. I went over to him and asked him for his autograph, which he so kindly gave me. Sitting across from me was Robert Mitchum. I asked the waiter if I could go over to get his autograph. He said that I should give him my name and he would get it. Bob Mitchum wrote one of the nicest things I have in my autograph book. Later, I went over and thanked him. Can't read the next section. In the Las Vegas airport, there were a number of movie stars. I got Charles Farrell's autograph. He is well known for his series, My Little Margie. I also got Danny Kaye's autograph. I'm sure everyone knows who he is. When we arrived at the Sands Hotel, Nat King Cole was starring there. I sat in the main lobby of the hotel all day waiting for him to come in. I got so fed up when he didn't come that I left and returned to my room. My father had to go to the hotel lobby for something and met Nat King Cole. He told Mr. Cole that I was waiting for him a long time and he should like to get his autograph for me. He is now pasted safely in my book. (laughs) There are many more movie stars that I met I could tell you about, such as Cary Grant, Debbie Reynolds, Eddie Cantor, William Powell, but I want to end with, they are all great people. Then it was time to go home before I knew it. It ended much too soon. I had to face it. My dream was all over. But I can't be greedy. I should let other people have the time that I did in California. My journey is over. Goodbye, California.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the Firesign Theater Special Studies Program, in your honor, is proud to present, for your edification, the downright awe inspiring, never before witnessed historical tragedy, Thanksgiving, or Pass the Indian, please. Or Thanksgiving, or (laughs) None of the above. Now, over there, we have some merchants and settlers and pilgrims and trappers, all dressed funny in funny hats with buckles on their shoes, and the soldiers in armor. Just, Just folks. <laughs> and over there, we have some Indians, all dressed up and looking like Courier and Ives, guardians, guardians of, of this, this sacred, sacred land. land. And in between this bounteous feast, untouched as yet by hand of man. Yum, yum. 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 The leader of the white man speaks. Let's whop them Indians, he says. The Indians, as usual, having very little to say, say very little. A typical scene, folks, one which will be repeated thousands of times. In the thousands of times. To come. Except this first one was different. Why did the first one have to be different? You know, it didn't seem different at first. Nope. (laughs) One of the soldiers walked over to one of the Indians and throttled him. Well, you can bet that made the folks in the Buckley Shoes as proud as punch. Manifest destiny, said the captain of the ship. That Indian is good and dead, said the minister's wife. A dead Indian is good, countered the dragoon. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. Lively rejoined a little boy, and they all applauded. And they were going to let the little boy eat the Indian's heart Yum yum uh, When someone I think it was the minister uh, Reminded them that they were all Christians And dear friends Eating an Indian's heart doesn't really sound like something Christ would do
0: <laughs> The Indian didn't say anything because Of course He was dead
1: <laughs> Good heaven Exclaimed the chief of the Indians These people not friendly Hmm. Depend on what you mean by friendly Said the medicine man Depend on what you mean by people Said the chief <laughs> And he shot an arrow at the
0: soldier Which bounced off the soldier's armor <laughs> Clang yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exclaimed the minister's wife And she raised up her buckley musket Hey! Said the musket And a couple more Indians fell dead Clutching <gasps> their intestines Which spilled out on the <laughs> ground <laughs> Well folks That really got things going There's a lot of shooting Dodging behind trees and skulking and so on The Indians killed a few settlers The settlers killed a lot of Indians And the feast was still untouched And it looked as if democracy was to be made safe for America When all of a sudden A very strange and unprecedented thing happened Now what happened was And this is going to sound pretty strange, folks What happened was All the white people turned into black people Zap! Like that All the white people turned into black people. Now, you may think this amazed and befuddled the Indians. Mm, not so. All the Indians turned into Chinese. Boom. This was quite a turn of events. I'm black all over, cried Goody Proctor. So they burned her for a witch. Ah! Oh, uh, we all uh, filled our bed about it thereafter. When we realized that we was all black too. Meanwhile, over on the other side of the table. Things weren't exactly crystal clear either. I'm yellow all over, cried the chief. Thousand loons sit down in lagoon. Still, great chief does not come, said the medicine man. To which the chief replied, Far out. <laughs> Well then, folks, a funny thing happened. All the settlers took off their buckles and they started dancing and decorating each other. And the Indians contemplated a lot. And after a while, someone... I think it was the minister... ...said... What about this war we was having? Here, here! Shout the rest of the blacks! What was we fighting about? I think we are going to take their land! Said someone... Unthinkable! Said and the blacks... And besides... Said someone else... What do you mean, their land? Ah, you see, having turned black and taken off their buckles, they now understood the principle of guardianship... As opposed to ownership... Of the land. Oh. Ah. Well, after a while, the yellow people and the black people got together socially. Ooh. Oh, uh, hi there, Oh, yeah. A little uh, hanky-panky took place among the younger folk. And everything got sort of blended together. And one day, they all looked around and there was... Nothing but... Indians. That's right, folks. Nothing but... Indians. You see, here comes the punchline. The definition of an Indian is... A white man... Who becomes a black man... With some yellow added in. Now, some may say that's an oversimplification. Uh, That's an oversimplification. (laughs) But it's better than killing people, isn't it? And this is, and has been, and will continue to be the Firesign Theater Radio Hour Hour. This is the East Coast edition, soon to go out to the West Coast. And this show was brought to you in cooperation with Major Matt Mattson, Moon Mission, A Big Little Book. The Ecology Issue of I.O. Magazine with Gary Snyder's Smokey the Bear. A Really Funny Book, Kate Simons, An Uncommon Guidebook to New York, Places and Pictures. Wildlife in America, a book you should get into, too, by Peter Matheson. The Sexual Seduction Series. A Cherokee legends and the trail of tears Adapted by Thomas Brown Hand shadows to be thrown upon the wall by Henry State First of the Union and addressed by Richard Peter Nicholas. read his own short story the uh, Phil read a, a lot of his poems There was a lot going, a going on In this one, one of this the church His church Thank you church Thank you WBAI Thank you church God bless you Can you hear it coming from Here it comes The voice of Pacifica it's going to be, one be one day, all right. It's it's like a great shadow. I can, right. I can hear it Let come. it, Let it come down. Let it all. So coming. Thank, thank you, Peter Davison.
0: Yes. Thank you, Peter yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> honey, we're touching